This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello, good evening and welcome to Green and White, the weekly though not so weekly clearly Argyle Life podcast. Um, we're sorry that we've been away for so long, it's been a hectic Christmas schedule as I'm sure you'll all appreciate. Uh, with us to summarise everything that's gone on since since we last uh, since we last spoke to you I suppose, uh, we have Finn. Hello. We have Sam. Hello. And we have the <laughs> reigning Christmas quiz champion two years running, <laughs> Adam. Hello, it's a pleasure. And I've got to credit Stan as well because he was very much a good part of that team and we did wipe the floor with everybody. Yeah, you certainly did with your cheating little buzzer, you certainly did. See Soon as you soon as you made it a level playing field. Well, a level playing field, he had a giant button and I had a Fraser. Fraser who had his like his hand essentially <laughs> yeah, in his fair. pocket and didn't know it was S Club Seven. I think he said Leona Lewis or something for obvious ed- Still amazed I'm the only one who knew the answer to that. Um, Says the one who didn't know Billie Jean by Michael Jackson. Yeah, okay, fair enough. I'll give you that, which is why it's all the more remarkable that I knew the answer to a music question that no one else did. But nevertheless... <laughs> we can set the next on, time, and that'll be great. Let's crack on here. Um, gosh, I've been with you, Adam. <laughs> Reigning Christmas champion. They all yeah. do. Um, right, so obviously it's been a while since we went away. Um... So what? How many games have there been? It's been loads, haven't there? I think Cambridge me and away. Finn worked out there'd been nine. Because there were Cambridge nine away, Morecambe wow. home, Bristol Rovers home, then the four over Christmas. Yeah, yeah. Then that's the three, and the four over Christmas um, makes seven. Oh no, Carlisle is eight. Sorry, it's eight games, but still, it's quite a lot. Dear, dear me. Um, yeah, there's a lot. And yet, uh, we have uh, left proceedings. What when we were eight, tenth, something like that after. Uh, defeat against uh, Cambridge or whenever it was. No, it was before and, Cambridge, so we were about eight. Yeah, okay, or so, but... okay, nevertheless, we're outside the playoffs, and now we are level on points with third, I believe. And let's face it, if we win our two games in hand, which uh, I'm not sure if we played them for a while, I don't think we played them for another month or so, but uh, Macclesfield and um, and Grimsby, then we're uh, we're looking good, aren't we? We are very much so. So, Adam, why didn't you? Uh, I don't know why, I thought Sam and said Adam. Uh, Sam, why didn't you uh, take us through your thoughts of the uh, last month? Yeah, I think it's been very good. I think we found a bit of a happy medium um, in terms of our style. We've had games where we have played a much more passing-based style, such as Morecambe, 
um, spells with the Scunthorpe game, uh, the Stevenish game, large spells, um, and then against maybe the poor team, and maybe the kind of much much discussed territorial style that we shifted to, we've kept that in place as well, such as, for example, the Cheltenham game, um, such as, for example, spells of spells of the Carlisle game. Carlisle was a bit of a hybrid style, that we, rather than being entirely possession football-based like it was in much of August and September, and rather than being entirely territorial like it was in much of October and November, I think we have found we have we have found a bit of variety, added a bit of variety to our game, and I think that has worked pretty well. We've finally realised we're much better when George Cooper starts every week. He's added a lot to the team um, in his two games. Jeff Cott has added a lot to the team in the sense that he's, he's that kind of poacher that we needed uh, so far. And the real, real player to make a huge impact has been bad. Been Bakinson. Um, he's come in. He's absolutely everything you'd want from a centre midfielder at League Two level. He's got intelligence. He's got technique. He's got great distribution. He's physically is absolutely fantastic. He'll kind of win pretty much every tackle he needs to. He's just a really good all-round player from the two games we've seen. And in those two games since Bakinson and Jeff got have come in, we've won both of them, and not just won both of them, but won both of them comfortably. We won a 3-1 and a 3-0 and neither of those scorelines flattered us one little bit. We were excellent in both of those games. I think we finally now found our best team. Um, we're finally we're finally really motoring like we should be. And let's just hope nothing daft happens like rumours of Mayor to Tranmere, rumours of Peterborough recalling Cooper. Let's just hope nothing happens to unsettle this very good team that we've now found. Mayor to Tranmere? I haven't seen that. Well, I'm, I'll be honest, I've not been paying attention. Who said that and it's... how on earth are they affording him? Well, I, I, saw I don't, I don't know if it's much truth in it. I don't know but if that's where it was sourced. Um, it's it's come, say, it's come from tangent. the Tranmere end, is what I would say. The first only of tangent all. to what sounds like uh, there is uh, worth uh, noting too. I pretty think it's much just... a, a nightmare goalkeeping performance for the um, Scunthorpe keeper last week. Let's True, but we still made a lot of definitely should have saved one. He probably should have saved two. And there are some people who think he should have saved all three. Now, I disagree with that. I think Jeff got first was the close range, but still. I mean, there's an argument to say that there's two that he should have saved and one that he could have saved. So, I mean, it it was a poor show, and I've got to say, I mean, we've been very good. I, I, I agree with Sam. What's really encouraged me, I think, is that we've... We're, we're expect. Well, I mean, you look at the squad we've got and you look at the teams we're playing, we're expected to turn up in a lot of those games. And they can be frustrating ones. And across the years, let alone across this season, they've been frustrating ones where we're expected to beat teams... And just, you know, can't get past someone that's parking the bus, for example. We've had two away performances in the last fortnight that have been very encouraging. Where, wherever the goals came from, we deserve to win, for my money, both games. And the fact that we've we've managed to outplay opponents, and as we were expected to do, makes, you know, all, all the more encouraging that we could keep doing that for the rest of the season. I think when you look at our fixture list, yep. there's not too many away games against top-tier sides that we've got left. I think uh, I think there's Colchester, Colchester and there. Yeah, so so I mean, it's it, it says a lot, you know, the, the fixture list looks good, the fact we've got games in hand is good, the fact it's coming together is very good, and the fact that we're... I, I believe I saw something the other day that suggested we've got more points at this stage of this season than Barry had at this stage last season. And a I game mean, in hand. It, and a game in hand. It, you've got to be encouraged by that, I think. So it 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 feels like a good time, and it's certainly been a good Particularly, winter. Particularly, I might add, since Barry just crashed and burned at the end of the season and dropped so many points. I think they conceded three goals three games in a row and lost and lost all three of them at one point with about yeah, a I month remember to go. 3-0 to Cambridge or Cambridge, something like that. Cambridge, Swindon, I think, and... Um, 
Carlisle. Well, that was because things were really starting to come home to roost with the financial stuff at that yeah. time, wasn't it? So they were really starting to feel the force of that. Would have had a part to play, yeah. I, I, I would just like to add, uh, over the last month, we've seen bad performances. You know, um, even I think Carlisle was on Saturday was probably one of the best 90 minute, if not the best 90 minute performance he'd put in this season. If you exclude more. Oh, I think Carlisle's even better than Walker yeah. for me. I, I think we were okay. absolutely battered right, so I, 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 I didn't see the game, but also I like to say that, you know, the Stevenage game, I don't think we played particularly well in that second half. And yes, it's a bit of luck. And yes, you know, it, but it's football and these things happen. I mean, to score in the 96th minute to win the game after not playing particularly brilliantly in that second half, I think that that might be a big turning point as in, in confidence and... Yes, we lost to Swindon in the game after, you know, but they're top of league. You know, just belief going into those final minutes and being able to grind out results like teams so often do when they're um, aiming for promotion. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you touch on the Swindon game there. What I thought was really encouraging was that three days later, we had that long trip up North to Scunthorpe and we had that quick opportunity to put it right and did. I mean, the Swindon game is the only blot on the record, I think, since we last recorded, which has been a while. But uh, I mean, it it was really encouraging that we, we, we had that. We, we've certainly put it right since. And I mean, when you look at it and consider the fact that we appear to have the ability to win in style and grind wins out, I mean, that that's what promotion teams are made of, the ability to win in many a different way. As Finn's mentioned, the Stevenage game, I'd look at the Cheltenham game as well, wasn't particularly pretty, but we got the job done. There's a few more. I mean, Mansfield, Forest Green, both 1-0 away wins. It's great to know that we can do all of that and great to know that if we need to dig deep further on in the season, you you trust this group to do it. So, I mean, it, it, it may backfire. I mean, who knows? But, I mean, it, it's hard not to feel like we're, we're looking at a promotion season unfolding before us. And hopefully, you know, we're, we're able to get over the line. Season of transition, I think you'll find, Adam. Yeah, that, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Look, I, I freely admit I was wrong, but I, I kind of overestimated how good the other teams were in relation to our team. Hey, you're not wrong. Oh, it could, yet. It could, it, wrong it could yet. all crash and burn, but where, where, I, where I will definitely admit I was wrong is even if we do come ninth, we shouldn't come ninth. My view then was we'll come ninth, and that's fine because it's a tough league and we've not got back to the squad. And I think I was definitely was wrong about that. I think we definitely <laughs> My have. My view's a... the complete opposite. The league's very bad. You have a every, yeah. You have pretty much every about. team has one or two good players in it, and then the rest are below average lead two players, which is worse than it was before because before it was a case of. You had a bunch of teams with good, actual good squads put together well and well, very cohesive, but also having that extra skill, while we had a lack of skill. Now we are just inundated with talented players. McFadden's and injured, Cooper comes in. Like, we've just brought in uh, Baconson, right? Just uh, um, oh. we, we, are, we have good players coming we've out got of our Josh Grant, and we have more money than any team in the league, it appears. Maybe only Mansfield could compete, but then we won't know about that from, for another couple of years when the accounts uh, come Did- out. Um... I mean, if, like I say, this was always a case of we're in a quite, in my opinion, quite a poor league with more financial resource than any other team, or at least it seems that way, and a much better squad than any other team. Maintain that. I, I must, I must say that although it's a, um, we expect a yes, a season of transition. I fully expect also that Hallett, the only aim is to go up, whether it be through the playoffs or ideally automatic. I mean. The budget that Lowe has seemingly had, 
allegedly, uh, over the last season compared to Adams, you know, even in League One is, is massive, which tells you the, the need to get up, um, get promoted first time. Yeah, that is it. I mean, I, there's one comment that, that Nick, you made, I think, that stuck with me a little bit in the sense that we are a League Two club acting like a League One club, just as, as Portsmouth did when they yeah, first I came down. Yeah, I remember making that comment when Lowe first arrived. The, yeah, the sort of signing, the sort of poaching a manager and things like that and the sort of budget that suggests you know this club does not belong at this level and the way we're acting like it it's it's great to see that we're starting to deliver the goods as well so so it, it looks rosy it's, it it's looks like the rosy. point Fraser and I made after relegation we we're arguing with Sam saying that we are a different beast to when we went when we came up initially the budget's totally different you know this this is a completely post-administration argo whereas the other one was still living in the shadow of it um but having spoken about all that money the the saviour in the last two weeks, let's say, or the the turning point, youth player Luke Jeffcott, and that's another sort of transition from last season. Because w- let me put it this way: Would you ever have seen Adams? Maybe we're being harsh. I don't think we are. Would you ever seen Adams having the bravery to pluck someone not even playing at National League South level, put him into the first team, um, even though he's got <laughs> all those different options? Because um, let's face it, scoring. Scoring below the level of National League South, we've had players do that before. E- even I wouldn't have done that, to be honest. I think I said that before. I, I was very surprised when you recalled him. I said, I think it's a waste of time because I had assumed that he wouldn't play him. And he was just, you know, reducing his minutes. And yet, here we are. Bold move. Paid off. Well, just think about how much confidence that will send to the squad. You know, if, if you're a youth player and you can go out and, I don't know, if your job is to keep clean sheets or score goals and you do that you know you actually have a chance to get in the team and it's great and, and Lolos was back in the squad as well wasn't he as well recently he was back in the squad after a good spell at Dorchester too so whilst he's not started like Jeff Cott he's, he, he's gone away done well and he's got back in the 18 too the person who's probably feeling like a big winner yeah. here is Alex Fletcher who let's face it we all probably thought his career was over but I mean he's scoring for fun for is it Tiverton Tiverton yep yeah he's scoring for fun for them isn't he um yeah, he is. So you never know. He might get one more chance, but he time's running out. His, uh, he's only got... if Jeff Cook goes off the boil. Well, possibly, but time, but time is running out. He's only got about twenty odd games left on his contract, so it's got to be kind of soon or never, isn't it? Really, it's true. But he's a couple yeah, years he old. Is, but Jeff my point is well. that my point is that is that it looked like his time was up. I, I'm not sure anyone would have thought he'd get another chance. But after that, surely you're thinking, yeah. well, you know, maybe give him a well, maybe he will get a shot on the team, and maybe he'll be able to take it like Jeff Cook did. Yeah, maybe. May well do. I mean, we'll sort of, when when you're creating chances in the way we do. the academy, really. Okay, I, I, I was just going to say that it's, it is a real shot in the arm for the academy. If you like. I know we've mentioned the players out on loan who will already you know, be feeling a lot more confident that they can make a break in, in the first team. Look at the, 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 the idea that, that further down in the academy, the players that are, are working their way up. I, I think if you look back through through recent years, through the Sheridan years, through the Adams years, We'd all probably say, without bias, that the academy you probably want to be at to get a chance in the first team in this part of the country is Exeter City. Nowadays, you start to see, you know, it's a, it's the first cog in a big, big machine Jeff got coming back in. But if you just get that, that first player coming in, low clearly showing... The, the confidence in, in playing these youth players. And I think we were all a bit shocked to see Jeff got starting against Scunthorpe before he really did deliver the goods. Every player now coming through the academy is going to have that impression that they can make it at this level. I think 
I mean, I can't, I can't speak on, on of the mentality of every single youth player that's gone through, but I'd imagine there was a bit of an attitude after a little while that, that their chance was never going to come. You look at the players that, that we've let go, um, you know, look, look at the, the River Allens and Cameron Sangsters of this world that, that, you know, w- would have spent so, so long trying to make their way into that first team and it never quite worked out for them. Now we're looking at... I have a... Sorry, go on. Sorry. Yeah, I have a hunch that possibly it's not just low. I mean, the appointment of Neil Dusniff as uh, director of football, um, you know, when he was appointed, it was made clear that he had a sort of overlooking role in the football club but particularly aimed towards the youth academy after departure uh, the departure of kevin hodges and you know he's worked at everton for he worked at everton for i don't know how many years a long time in the youth academy and you know he's seen like people like wayne rooney come through the youth academy so he knows firsthand how much i know that's everton it's a premier league level but you know how much uh, youth relative, players can benefit it? a team yeah yeah, um, and, and, and I think you've got to look at it as well. Whilst it's worth talking about how good it is for the Youth Academy in general, giving more of a chance, let's spend a bit of time as well on Jeff Scott specifically because he's been really, really good. He's done exactly what Ryan Lowers has been asking for strikers to do all season. He said, I want you to want the score. I want you to be getting in the areas, to be poaching, to be gambling, to be getting behind strikers. And nobody's really done it. Maybe Joel Grant has done it a bit more than most. He had that goal-scoring run in October which was good, but nobody's really done it to the extent he wants. Maybe the only other one who has done it a little bit, bizarrely, is Rudden. But he's such a bad finisher and he's got such a bad first touch that when he has done it, he's missed them all the bloody time. So the only one who's done it consistently and has scored them is Jeffcott. And he's, he's had a, done a really, really good job of doing so. And not only that, but his passing has been really good in those two games. He's looked lively, he's pressed well, he's chased well. He looks like a man possessed. And I think he's... Whilst we are probably still looking for a striker, to be fair, he he's shown himself to be a really, really good addition. Well, I was going to say that, you know, a couple of days ago that Lowe said that he wasn't going into the transfer market uh, again. But whether that means we don't have the funds until the summer or because if we get another loan player, then that's five um, six, in the, squad, six yeah. in the squad. And that means you'd have to drop one out. I think there's something so, to read um, into that there in the sense that Lil has mentioned, and, and you quite right to say, that he's not looking directly at the transfer market again, but he has caveated that a little bit by saying, you know, it, it, it can be dependent on departures as to whether we'll go look again. And you look at some players on the fringes of the side. I mean, you look at Tafari Moore, who's been offered that, that contract termination. I mean, it's been about a week now, hasn't it? So maybe he's rejected that one. I don't know. But he could be looking to shift some players He didn't play in the Central up. League game. He didn't play in the Central League game, mm. the reserve game. Yeah. So I, I, I imagine. And my question so. is, yeah. has he before? I don't actually know the answer to that, but let's face he's it. He's played in a few of them, yeah. I know he's played in a few of them, but I also know Joe Riley's played in a few uh, reserve games recently. So well, Joe Riley played in this yeah, one, Yeah, he played in this one too. My point being that he can play both of them. So it doesn't necessarily mean that he's off because he didn't play in this. It could be, I'm just saying. Did anyone actually go and put in the effort to check if he played in the other ones and how recently he played to see if that means he's he played um, the last one against Bournemouth? Okay, right. Well, there we go. It says something, but I mean, I think the the point there is that there are some players on the fringe. I look at Tafari Moore. I think we've seen Clark and Rodden go. There may well be interest in Taylor, but either way, I, I mean. Even if not, I can't see him getting too much action between now and the end of the season on current form, particularly with Jeff Cott Hardy there now as well. I mean, you know, it, it's hard to see a way in. He's still on. 
He's still on crutches, uh, low, I said the other day. Yeah, never ideal. But I mean, um, it's, I, I, I think the, the case may well be that if we do see a few of those departures, which are very possible, it may be the case that we look at bringing in. I, I, I don't, th- I think there's life in this transfer window yet. I think we've done our most important work, but I wouldn't be surprised if we saw one or two movements either in or out or both uh, as we got closer to the deadline. So, he said that. Sorry, he said that depending on players leaving, it would be it would, whether we went into the uh, transfer market. And you got to think that a couple of players might leave. Um, just just on loan, maybe. I'm I'm thinking of people like Connor Grant, especially with the include um Josh Grant now um in the, here until the end of the season. I'm not sure how much action he'll get because yes, Josh Grant can play as a centre back, but that free's doing well. And then you've got Backinson, who's been amazing these last uh, I mean his first two games and then uh, Joe Edwards can play there at a push so yeah he might play so some, might, someone might um, at a push um, someone like someone who might need to go on loan I think was uh, Randall um, in that obviously now he's got three players blocking his way to the first team uh, hasn't had a sniff of um, first team action in a while now Sort of player who could probably do well with a loan if he can find it. Yeah, and I, I feel it's been yeah. a bit disappointing with Randall that we've had so many games lately where we've been two or three up going into the last 20 minutes. Just give him 20 minutes. You know, if you don't trust him to, give, to have 20 minutes in those circumstances to develop his playing time, to get him that bit more blood ready, you know, then why why not send him out on loan? Because I feel he's not done badly in the times that he has come on. He's been a bit lightweight, maybe. He's not been fully ready, but that will come with time, you know. And if you don't trust him when we've already got a two or three goal lead, when 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 are you going to trust him? You know, so I feel that Scunthorpe, Carlisle, Morecambe, these would have all been great opportunities to bring him on throughout the game, and we just didn't do so. Um, I, I I'm going to say actually, uh, um, these next three games, uh, I would expect us to get at least seven points out of them. I think I think Stevenage will be uh, tougher than we expect, even though they're bottom of the league. Uh, I think going away to Stevenage is particularly easy, uh, and then I would expect us to win both home games. Um, but Mansfield will be tough because, despite their position in the league, and despite that they've actually been conceding quite a few goals, uh, Grain Cockland teams are usually quite resolute, and they've got some great players like uh, Danny Rose, Nicky Maynard, that who scored loads for Berry as we know last season, and um, Andy Cook. He played for Warsaw last season and despite being relegated, was a bit like Ladapo in that he scored quite a few goals. I mean, Cook's far more like a goal-scoring tailor than Ladapo, to be fair. Um, but, I mean, Mans- Mansfield have got but so much quality goal in their team. It's ridiculous that they're in a uh, potential relegation scrap. Um, I mean, like you haven't even mentioned there, Danny Rose, CJ Hamilton. Um, uh, they've got another midfielder whose name's not springing immediately to mind. Genuinely, they've got a ridiculous amount of quality in that squad. And... I, I they should have been challenging for the top three. It's a massive boon to our promotion chances that they've completely flopped. Because, uh, well, I mean, yeah, they, 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 like I say, this is a weak league and made even weaker by their struggles. Um, I don't think there were many we, of us at the start of the season that didn't at least have them in the top three, right? No. From what I can no. remember. No, I think I had them second, I believe. I don't know. No. And with crew, with crew, you know, and playing Cheltenham at the weekend, 
that's teams okay if one team wins it's not ideal we want to draw so we can go third if we win but if you know that's teams taking uh, points off each other guaranteed around us so either way you know that's a good game to have you know right on people's heels yeah but what I, I take the point on that one I do take the point on that one it's nice to be in position but I think I don't know that we're at the stage yet where we have to worry too much about it. and the reason I'm just thinking that is things are very much in our own hands as it stands at the moment I mean we go on any sort of, of winning run to be honest and it's, it's almost certain that, that we'll end up in the automatic promotion places on the back of it so yeah I mean I, I, I am encouraged by the fact that we could be in there soon I mean there, there'll be pressure games to come particularly the Mansfield one as we mentioned where they're, they're, they almost seem to be doing a Bradford of last season in the sense they've got a ridiculous talented squad and they're, they're not doing much with it but I mean, I don't think we need to worry too much about the fixtures around us for the moment. I mean, of course, if if Stevenage were to beat Swindon or Exeter or something like that, then of course I'd be encouraged by it. But for now, things are very much in our hands. I think we've got this under control, and and hopefully the 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 results will speak volumes on that. Worth remembering, of course, Swindon lost Doyle. Even then, they still beat Crew. What three one, which is fourth placed Crew. Yeah, it was yeah. Yeah, I mean, I didn't see that one coming, if I'm honest. But, and there's also rumours they might lose uh, Jerry Yates as well, who's on loan. From Rotherham, um, yeah. Yep. So, gen- I can't see all these clubs lasting. They, or I've rather, heard, I can't see them keeping pace if we hit any kind of hot streak. I've heard all from opposition fans. Um, obviously, we played them on the first day of the season and we were actually quite lucky to win that 3-0. Oh, yeah. But... But um, I've heard that they're actually the best team that many fans have seen just by, you know, scrolling through Twitter saying, yeah, crew are quite good. And obviously we've got their um, the game that we play them at home towards the end of the season. So that could be defining. Uh, but, you know, um, yeah, that's a, that's a good result for Swindon. Better than a good result for Swindon, considering they didn't even have Doyle there, you know. yeah. It's worth recognising with a team like Crew, with like lots of these teams... Um, like I say, a lot of them are crew are one of the exceptions, but a lot of them are made up of um a hand you know, one or two actually, you know, quality players like your Doyle, for example, who are carrying not really carrying the team, but they're the difference between them having, you know, take away five wins and add make five draws or five losses, you know, that kind of impact. Um yeah. that that match winning impact. Lots of these teams are just like that. Which means that if that player goes off the boil, loses form, gets injured then they can fall off or you've got your you know your really strong um uh team player i'm thinking for example asasevich back in 2017-18 where he's obviously not the key player he's not the like the best player in the team but he's such a vital cock that his injury it suddenly destabilizes the midfield or ryan yeah, taylor or up front ryan taylor yeah so i mean with a lot of these teams i i do expect them to go through a significant you know period of struggling sort of like we did in september except we weren't even struggling. We just couldn't finish off chances. Games against Oldham, for example, should have won that comfortably. You know, we were talking Crawley, about period. Crawley, we should have won. Yeah, we could have you're drew. looking at games in which other teams finished more, you know, scored more goals than they should have based on their chances, and we scored far fewer than we should have based on ours. And that's basically just equalised, really. That's all that's happened is um, it's just reasserted itself. Um, if anything, we've got a bit we- lucky in games. So, for example... Stevenage missed an absolute sitter from a set piece, whereas back in October, September, that ends up in the back of the net when, you know, we just couldn't. Goals are flying in left, right, and centre. And speaking which, of which. which makes me, 
Sorry. I was just going to say, last point, that was that Crew have only got, what, four wins in ten when, I think, you go back to the end of October, they basically won all but five, I think. So, yeah, they look like they've gone off the boil a little bit too, for T-Kitsy. Which makes me think, uh, I'm not necessarily concerned, this is just an alternative view, is that, obviously, Jeff Cott's been doing really well. Um, and I'm saying, you know, carry on starting him. You know, the guy's high in confidence. But there is a note to be said that uh, inconsistencies uh, with like young players, um, and you know they quite often happen. You know if he say stops scoring at any point, um, obviously it's, we're yet to see what Ryan Hardy can really do. Although that goal was well taken on Saturday, despite the uh, defenders basically giving up. Um, but I'm I was just wondering, do we need another attacker because we have lost two? And yes, we brought in two, but one of them was a youngster alone who no one expected to, you know, be on the form that he is. Yeah, I think we could do with one more, really. Um, I, I think I think we could do greedy. with one more. It would, it, it is a bit greedy, but I think it would be nice. I don't, I don't think it's essential we get one more. If we, if this was it, then I, then obviously I would, I would accept that, and I wouldn't be, you know, moaning about saying that we that we hadn't brought in enough. But I feel it would be nice to have one more because. I know we, I know we, we, we know we do have Jeff Cott, but he's young. Is he going to sustain that form? A lot of young players come in and have a burst of form and tail off. Hardy, yeah, great, great twenty minutes. He was fantastic when he came on, but you know, see how, see how he does. Telford, you know, can he ever stay fit? Is the issue there? Byron Moore, fantastic link-up striker, not much of a scorer. And Taylor, well, doesn't really fit the style, doesn't stay fit. And then the other one, the other one is Joel Grant. Um, and Joel Grant, to be fair. He hasn't really been putting in the performances. Looks unorthodox, at the very least. Yeah, he hasn't really. He he had that good goal scoring run in October. That aside, doesn't really seem to do seem uh, to fit too well. And uh, too up I front. don't think he presses enough for a low low lows like him. Agree, right, agree with that. I agree with that entirely. Again, um, he just looks unorthodox. He doesn't. He doesn't look like the other strikers. You can sort of almost tell he's a winger up front. Yeah, agree yeah. with that. Agree with that fully. Um, so I, I think, listen, we've got we've got a lot of quality. I think if I'm being a bit greedy, someone like Pittman, who we who we've been linked with, that he would absolutely make our strike force complete. He would absolutely make it. Sh- and if we if we could get him in and get rid of Taylor, or even or even or even Joel Grant, just imagine you saying that a year ago. <laughs> but no, but, but but I know I know. But if if we could get him in and potentially get rid of um get a Taylor or even Joel Grant possibly to make room for Pittman. That that would that would mean an absolutely fantastic strike force that we would have, and I think everywhere else in the pitch we're very solid. If I'm being a little bit nitpicky, maybe there might be room for one more centre back with Ainsley being permanently injured, but that's that's being very nitpicky. Uh, other than that, we've got a really really full squad and a squad that I think is going to be in a good position to take us through for promotion. I mean, genuinely, our B team could probably challenge for promotion in this division. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. Just that's not that's that's I wouldn't even call that bragging. I think that's just a statement about the potential quality of um, the quality that we have in the squad. Well, and, well um, let's quickly run through what our B team is. It'll be Cooper, Ameson, yeah, Cooper and goal, Ameson. Obviously, we're short one defender, so let's say hypothetically a sixth. We were looking at Ameson and maybe Josh Grant if he's not starting in defensive yeah, mid. Yeah, and on then the left. Joe Riley and, then, and McFadden probably. Yeah, McFadden on the left at the moment. I mean. Do you want Byron Moore or Joe Edwards to have as your backup or Joe Riley at right wing back? Um, and then probably Conor Grant and... Oh, who is centre midfield with Conor Grant? 
I know there's another oh. one. I just can't think of who it is. Oh, the one Baxter, but he's now gone. <laughs> yeah, oh, um, that was it. Yeah, I keep forgetting the Baxter was never you know fully replaced. Well, Randall, Randall. I mean, you could put him in there. Okay, maybe, okay maybe we need a bit more before the B team's fully fleshed out. It's probably it, it, it would be a, it would be a decent enough. They could be playoff contenders. There we go. You could try to pay players out of position and make them. Yeah, but that's okay, that wouldn't work. Never mind. It's because we've got four strikers in the B team who would probably be like first choice in other teams. That's why. Um, right. If we could trade them for a midfielder or two, then it'd be quite balanced. Okay, scratch that, Mark. But either way, we've still got a pretty good B team compared to certainly. <laughs> It would I mean, at very least be a mid-table B-team challenging for playoffs, wouldn't it? Yeah, at least, at the very least. Um, okay, right, let's let's wrap this up here. Um, let's uh, end with predictions ahead of... So I feel like I'm doing a Josh here. No, wait, no, wait, I remember. Is it Mansfield at home? Yes, sir. Mansfield. Booyah. Right, okay, oh, predictions. Man, uh, Mansfield at home. Uh, uh, Sam? 2-0 win. 2? Two? 2-0, two 2-0, yep. 2 Oh, right. Um, to Argyle, obviously. Just, che- win. just check him. Well, win. Get- surely surely, surely win gave it away. I mean, yeah, I know, but it's always worth checking. Okay, 2 0 to Argyle then. Okay, right. Adam? 3 1 Argyle. Yeah, I feel like we have to win this game, although it'll be a tough game because of their squad. 2 1. I'm going to go 1 0. I can see it being one of those tough encounters where you know Mansfield are not just scrapping because they um, want to avoid relegation there's also a bit of pride because they know they're better than they are it always Co- reminds me Coughlin's bit... not pulled up any trees so far there has he early days still but he's not no, really done a lot true. there um, and don't forget they have got some they've got a hell of a lot of quality like Maynard give him a chance he'll probably score um, got a hat trick a couple of weeks back I think yeah. I think um, with Mansfield it's more their defence has been the problem more than the attack hasn't it I think, I think they, yeah. they're, they're scoring a lot but they're also conceding a lot if I believe that's the case with them I could be wrong they, yeah, they lost four. Well, I mean, they shipped the four at Forest mm, yes. Green at the weekend. Um, yeah. So, um, a week, week before that, I think it was Mal Benning scoring a goal against Grimsby. So. Yeah, it was. Lost one. Yeah, yeah. They've not but been it, right. it sort of reminds me of um, back in 2013 when we are fighting to avoid relegation and we just started putting some... Obviously, it's different circumstances, but you know, we had some quality in the team and we just started putting play, massing players behind the ball, frustrating teams, hitting them on the counter, and eventually you knock one of those... Um, yeah, you get one of those bigger teams. Um, I'm thinking maybe when we beat Cheltenham 2-1 at home park in 2013-14 when Reed scored twice. Um, not yeah. Cheltenham, sorry, Chesterfield when they uh, won the title or came second. In 2013-14, yeah, yeah. 13, it, was, it, was, it must have been March 2014-ish. Alice yeah, got injured yeah. and changed the, the shape of the season. Day after my birthday, yeah. Because then we had to play Obaday up front. This is such a massive tangent that's unrelevant. But yeah, okay, right. Um, thank you all so much for listening uh, we hope you enjoyed that uh, we'll try to be back on a far more regular basis hopefully talking about a win against Mansfield uh, this weekend and next week we'll be chatting about that and uh, hopefully be sitting in the top three but until then it's goodbye from all of us thank you so much for listening goodbye goodbye Bye. goodbye Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.